All right. What's up, everyone? I'm Amanda. And I'm Zach, <laughs> and this is the A to Z Exchange. A weekly podcast where we discuss creative and cultural topics. Sweet. That's right. This week, we have a friend, Brandon Rowland, on. He's a DJ. But before we introduce him and get into all the, the fun stuff, we do have to start off by paying support to our sponsor, Nosey College of Art. Yep. Uh, they sponsor us every week, I mean, and they do photography, video, web design, graphic design, illustration, and the master's program, which starts at the beginning of the new year. So. Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. They do everything. So if you're interested in a creative field and pursuing your passions, check them out at nosi.edu, and you can find out more information there and, you know, get your dream on. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. So... Who are you, Brandon? Hey, <laughs> my name is Brandon Rowland. I am the chief party starter for Entertain. It's an event production company that I, I've been um, running Nashville since uh, 2016. And uh, I've been, I'm a DJ myself. I have a whole team of DJs, but DJing is my passion and what I like to do, so. How did you how did you get into DJing? Where did where did that start? I so originally um, uh, moved from California to Tennessee, and when I went to college, I was like going to these fraternity parties and everything, and I was just like, all right, come on, yeah, the DJs are kind of not up to caliber in California, so I was like, I could try to learn how to do it. Well, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be, but yeah, right. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna start doing these fraternity parties and. Basically, get paid in beer, and yeah, <laughs> took off from there. Okay, okay. How how many years did you work for beer until you started working uh, for money? Yeah, I mean, it was about six months. I got like, six months. Yeah, about yeah. But in that time, I mean, that that, that was gold back then. You know? I imagine. Do you have to pay taxes on that? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> on the beer? Yeah. Does, if you, get, you know, even to follow the part out of them. Um. What else can we ask? I don't know. Well, that the do you own the company you work mm -hmm. for? I, I do. Yes. Yeah. I established it in 2016, um, and I've been running it uh, ever since. I have uh, 17 employees underneath oh, me. Oh, cool. Now. Yeah. So, what was that right. process like? How'd you get go from just DJing to doing your business? So, I mean, I started off uh, doing once. Got done pay, getting paid for beer. I actually start, uh, got a residency downtown Nashville and. Um, from there, you know, I was doing all these clubs and doing all these different places, and it was really fun, but at the same time, like, money wasn't as high as you could in private events, and, like, getting home at 3, 30, 4 o'clock wasn't ideal or anything, so I was like, all right, I need to switch gears. If I could do this for a club scene, how do I get this involved in more of a private event, whether it's a wedding or a corporate function? And basically, I just immersed myself into it and started building up relationships, and from there, I uh, decided to start my own company. Cool. Okay. So how long how long do you think you started running the company officially like that before you started hiring people? Well, um, it was a snowball effect. I mean, I, when I first started, I wore a lot of hats. I did. I mean, I built my entire website. I built my branding. I did all the handshaking and um, I could do. And really, from there, I, I got a couple DJs that are really close to um, um, a good buddy of mine from college, Cody Gwynn. Um, it's one of my right hand mans. He came on board and was like. Hey, I want to help out as much as possible, and I was like, I need need the help, and from there we kind of built it up, and little by little, just got bigger and bigger. Cool. So your chief party starter, where did that come from? So I you know I, I didn't <laughs> want anything boring on my business card. I didn't want like CEO or president, <laughs> and even towed away uh, like the idea of chief entertainment officer. And I was just like, I, you know, still it's just not it. And uh, I, it just came to me one day. I was just like. 
chief party started. That's what I do. I create parties and start it you know, going, keep it going. And I was like, I just love the title. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so what's your favorite song to start partying to? My go-to, my not to start the party, but like my go-to is Pony by Genuine. Oh, I just, yeah, that's a good I, just one. Lo I love that <laughs> okay. one. Uh, but really, depends on, it depends on the, <laughs> the event. I mean, what kind of you know clientele and vibes that they're looking for. Um, yeah. So do, speaking of clientele, do you offer? Is it more of a broad thing? Do you do like weddings and events, or do you have like a main focus that you kind of? No. So it's anything that involves uh, entertainment. Uh, so this could be you know we do tons of weddings, we do tons of corporate function, holiday parties, private parties. Uh, Really, it, it involves anything that can bring excitement and energy to life, to a room. You know, yeah. That's what we do. What's your favorite thing you've done? Um, I did, uh, so I've done, that's a lot. Because, uh, <laughs> I know, just like I no, the, nonchalantly, such a big question. <laughs> I did the uh, Music City Bowl uh, last year. Um, okay. Uh, I had about 20,000 people oh, set wow. up on uh, Lower Broadway and played all the way up to 5th Broadway. Uh, like all the way up to Fifth Avenue, and it was great playing on a giant stage. Um, and then also, I did this event two Saturdays ago for um, American Cancer Society did their breast cancer awareness run. Oh, and so they had about I think this had about twenty five thirty thousand people, and it was just celebrating. Is that the one you got written up for? Because I saw that on Instagram. There was like a uh, that was the brunch and uh, bloodies from Nashville Lifestyle. So shout out to Nashville Lifestyle for cool. putting them in there, but. This was uh, just another one that I just got to, and it was just a very celebrate of life and focus on like, you know, creating don donations and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big uh, philanthropist, so that was very easy for me to get involved in. Right. My girlfriend actually ran in that race or walked. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah, did yeah, awesome. yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah well, that was an early, that was an early race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I needed a bunch of these to get <laughs> going. Uh, he even came to my rescue after I ran out of coffee and brought me some more. Uh, I have a video guy, Dylan um, Bass. Basically, he brought me coffee, and I was, like, very thankful. What time did you would you get there that morning? I know my girlfriend got there at, like, 7, 7 a.m. or something I, ridiculous. I, I had to start music at 6, so I was there Whoa. at 5.30. And luckily, it wasn't my full setup. I had a whole, like, stage and speakers already set up, so it was more of a plug-and-play. So I had brought both of my vinyl turntables, my mixer, plugged in, boom, just got music going. But... That was early. I'm a DJ. We don't get go get it that early. Yeah, you probably yeah. clocking out of that. So time. what song? <laughs> yeah. What kind of songs do you start playing that early in the morning? <laughs> um, I kind of kind of chilled. Play like more deep house, like like a little bit like like top forty remixes with like mm. some more chiller vibes to it and. Because um, you're not just want to come out with straight bangers. Right? I know. <laughs> it's like I don't want to wake up all of a sudden just going nuts, you know. Why? That's the best way I don't to wake know, sometimes, up. Sometimes. If you have a slow morning, you don't get anything accomplished. But if you start running, <laughs> you're always behind, but you're always moving. Yeah, and and it was like one of the first days of the fall that was just like just so cold. It was like, all right, hey. We had three days of fall, and uh, from summer, fall three days, and then now, boom, winter. Like, that's natural weather for you, but yeah. it's pretty cold. That's happening this weekend, too. It kind of snowed yesterday, and it's supposed to be like 60 tomorrow. Yeah, so. it was so weird. I was walking Cooper, Welcome the dog, and he's Tennessee. just like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a fan of the snow. No, no. He, didn't, he didn't understand it. He thought it was stupid. But, um, so what is, and we got we to gotta quiet this down a little bit. We're all starting to yell. Oh, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just thinking about audio. Um, <laughs> What is what is your t like typical setup like that you would go to equipment wise because you know we're not DJs but we do handle equipment and everything with the yeah. podcast and video so we, we have somewhat of an understanding of it but definitely not as much as you do yeah so what do you typically roll into a show with like obviously a mixer some turntables 
Yeah, so I How's use that work? T uh, technical terms. I use uh, PLX uh, 1000 by P uh, Pioneer. Those are both of my turn, uh, two turntables. And then I use a uh, Pioneer S9 mixer, which is the DJ standard. It's one of the best mixers on the market right now. Uh, so that's that set up. I always bring a wireless mic. And one big thing is like, you know, um, with my speakers and everything, I don't like wire showing. So I put speaker scrims on and keep it nice and clean. I put a facade in front of my DJ booth. And, you know, the, the, it's just a small detail that goes a long way because yeah. when you roll into a venue and it's so gorgeous, and maybe this venue costs the client $30,000, $40,000 to be at. And then you look in the corner and it's this janky DJ with wires. <laughs> like, it just adds so much value just by cleaning it up and keeping that aesthetics uh, looking yeah. nice. So this might be kind of a dumb question because you said you have turntables. So do you still do vinyls or? So what I use is uh, they're considered controlled vinyl. So it, yes, it is vinyl records and I can play real records as well. But what they do is allow me to control my music from my computer. So that gives me access to 40, 50,000 songs on the drop of a dime. And but still have that vinyl feel. You still have to know how to mix vinyl to be able to operate it. Okay, so you can still like scratch it and all oh, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know anything about it, so. That's cool. I'll play on like the smaller controllers and stuff from time to time, depending on the venue, if I need a smaller setup, and it's just so much different. Like it's, I'm used to the, the feel, the vinyl, and feeling the music and really rolling with it compared to then you get the smallest thing. <laughs> like it's a <laughs> little, little, little different, but. I understand that going like I'm a drummer, so going from a real kit to an electric kit's kind of like that, where you just all of a sudden playing rock band and yeah. you can't fully give it your all because you feel like you're gonna break something. <laughs> Is it similar to that? Uh, it, it does, yeah. Because I feel like sometimes I'm like so small, my hands are so big that like it like if I over do it and then it's like yeah, it, it, it's cool to be able to play on vinyl because then you can play on anything. But at the same time, I would rather have that preference. Uh, but with you saying drummer, I did this really cool thing with a, it's a dueling DJ. Okay. I have a, me and another DJ, and we have a live drummer play behind us too. And oh, like, and you, you both kind of mix it together. Yeah, so instead of like me DJing and then him taking turns, we're actually mixing on top of each other, like creating layers of music, whereas three or four songs sometimes at the same time going on. And that's a really cool uh, like element itself, but and adding the live drummer aspect to it is like, Giving that Nashville feel that people expect, like, that mm -hmm. live entertainment with yeah. the ability of the party songs and the, you know, the music that gets people really out on the dance floor rocking it. So yeah, but that's cool. pretty cool. I'd love yeah. cool to come check that out, like as official A to Z exchange. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. I play all over, so it depends on the day. But right on. Yeah. What is your market like? Is your market mostly Middle Tennessee, or do you expand outward from there, or is it just Nashville? So my, as far as my company Entertain, it's focused on Middle Tennessee, but I do play all over. I, last year was out in Seattle a couple times. Uh, this year alone, I went to Tampa, played in Palm Springs. Uh, I've done stuff in Florida, Indiana, like Pittsburgh. Like I've done all over the place. Um, but that's my ultimate goal is to be more of a, you know, traveling DJ, showing up to a city, rocking out for a night, then flying to the next one. Cool. So. Yeah. What's your favorite place you've been to the play? Um, I would say Seattle. I love it out yeah. there. Seattle is, I mean, has the best weather for like six months and then like the worst weather for the rest of the six months. But like it, it, <laughs> when, during the summertime, you just can't beat it. It's just like high 70s and it's just the perfect just temperature and it is beautiful and not a cloud of sight. And then in the background, you got mountains that are covered mm -hmm. in snow. Like, 
Okay, I, I felt that way going to Colorado. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, that happened just... to me once when I went to LA because we were like at this at the Grove, the parking garage, and you can see the mountains in the back, and you can see snow, and then the coastline. So yeah, it cool. so really, really puts yeah. you into perspective a bit. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in California. It's like we can go snowboarding in the morning and then come down and then be at the beach within an hour and then like you know yeah it, that was one of my favorite things about it. But, you know, being able to, even at the beach, you can see the mountains in the background. They had a lot of snow. It was just a yeah. gorgeous sight. Hmm. We're going to check it out. I don't know. Um, so, where else can we follow with this? What would be one of your main inspirations in terms of DJs? You know, like, what's, like, obviously we consume content for what inspires us. Like, what do you consume as a DJ? Do you listen, obviously, music? Do you listen to other DJs? Like, how do you... Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, DJs out there that are like there's a this group of people um, a team called the Club Killers and they're, they're based out in Vegas so like DJ DeVille Conflict uh, and even um, my buddy Digital Dave he's out in Pittsburgh like they're they're very t so talented and I'm inspired by the methods of way how they mix sometimes it's unorthodox sometimes they're surprising you with whether it's a wordplay or tone play when creating something that you were not expecting it out of nothing and then be like wowed by it. So I listen to a lot of, you know, some of the podcasts uh, from these guys or they'll put videos out and or there's like five minutes and then they're just going ham. Hey, it's like really cool to see. So I'd say that would be my biggest. Do you ever make your own mixes or like yeah, your own I do. songs? I do. Yeah, I have. I do. It's on, on Mixcloud. Uh, uh, entertain official is my handle for that but uh yeah create mixes whether it's 30 minutes or an hour just for people to enjoy oh that's cool i'll definitely find that because i listen to that when i'm working <laughs> yeah how does that legally work if you are creating mixes do you own that or do you have to pay any kind of royalties like how so uh with mixcloud they pay the royalties uh with any dj and any music you know i'm part of different uh record pools which allows me i pay a membership that basically lets me own those, that license and play that song in the venue. So oh, okay. um, as long as I'm, you know, not illegally downloading or ripping music from YouTube or anything like that, I'm perfectly capable of playing it legally with any any venue. Oh, that's cool. But you had to, like, sign up for that kind of membership first yeah. before you could do that. Is there a way for people that are, like, maybe can't afford that, that membership that are just starting out to get in the game without doing that? If you're getting in the game and you can't afford it, uh, the DJ is an expensive hobby. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just told him to quit. <laughs> you know, so uh, the thing about it is, like, it, like for one of my record pools, I'm paying thirty-five dollars a month, and it's, it allows me to download endless amount of songs. So you gotta invest to make money. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I mean, I, if I went in it being like, "Hey, I don't have any money to spend DJing," like, I would hit a brick wall instantly. It's it's very expensive, especially with equipment, mm -hmm. especially with marketing and everything so yeah it all adds up know all about that <laughs> yeah and plus if you if you invest the money into the you know into the record pools it really like it will benefit you so much more that you'll make that money back so much quicker anyway so yeah cool do you kind of just sort of sign up a contract that goes for like a specific record company or is it more it's a, it so record pools are basically a, they're called, back in the day, you literally got records from these um, companies and they'd send it to you and everything. Now it's all MP3s and they still use the record pool name, mm -hmm. but it's, you sign, it's just like signing up a membership, say with Spotify or whatever, it's a monthly membership and you're, you're allowed to go and download 
you know, the clean version, dirty versions on instrumental, acapella, maybe a remix version or um, different other things, whether, it, and they have it all categorized, different genres, which, what songs are hot. So it makes it easier to find some of those, like, really good songs that you might not necessarily find, like, on iTunes or on other That's platforms. cool. That's that's actually really cool. So you, yeah. you do you get the separate stems as well in that process, or do you just get like a full instrumental? You get uh, you get you can get the separate stems depending on what the artist released. Sometimes finding a cappella for a song is yeah. very <laughs> yeah. very difficult. But there's ways to find it, and, um, and and some exist, some don't, and some it's you know like. You have to take what you can get and kind of make it your own too. So like you, you can take maybe there's a part where there's acapella out and you get to use that part and kind of create your own remix with it. So. Right. That's really cool. That's really interesting. That's like the most interesting thing of this entire interview is yeah. the fact that you can sign up and get all this like musical content oh, to create with. Absolutely. That's that's fantastic. I mean, it's almost like stock footage for video, but you're working. I think there's more detail with it. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. I'm still reeling in yeah, information was, it, it, it's it's awesome i love it i love using it um have you had any experience or any um noticed any kind of um thing about people trying to do this on apps because i know you can like download apps mm. where you can do the same kind of a thing um and yeah, that the, the good old iphone djs well yeah i mean <laughs> it's the same for us when we're talking about doing movies or whatever people are like just shoot it on an iphone and i'm like well no um, yeah but have you seen that be an so, issue? So, app, I mean, you can't, there's no feel, like, it, it, DJing has a lot to do with, like, the physical gear and be able to, like, like, if I'm mixing a song, hearing it in one headphone, hear, and, and say that another song's playing, and I'm hearing the next song in another headphone, and I'm about to drop this song in, you can't do it on an app, like, what are you going to do? Just hold on, I'm going to touch it, <laughs> slide it, and, like, it just doesn't happen. But with that whole iP like iPod thing, like I get people that sometimes be like, you know what? I think we're not gonna go with the DJ. They're just gonna get get an iPod. Okay, how are you gonna create that? The, the DJ is about creating emotion, and mm -hmm. it's 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 a science, honestly. Like, there's so much uh, reading the room and kind of anticipating what guests want to hear with them actually knowing it. If you have a set playlist of songs, like, oh, you you the client might like these songs, but they might not flow well. And maybe like things happen, maybe something gets delayed extra 10, 15 minutes, and maybe your first dance song should not be playing right now, you know, during dinner. Like that kind of stuff is, it needs to be controlled by someone that in charge of it. And as far as the physical gear, you just can't do it. I mean, you're limited so much by like a iPad or anything like that. Uh, and if you're on just a laptop DJing, you're not you're not a DJ. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I know there's some out there that might get offended by that. But if you're in the business, practice your craft and get two decks of whatever, and learn how to actually utilize what you can have in front of you, and you'll just step up your game. Believe That's a positive me. spin. I, yeah, practice yeah. your craft, advance, grow. You know, <laughs> that, I always preach I that. Totally I totally mean, understand. I, I'm, I'm big into like, uh, you know. If you once you think you're the best, like that's when people are gonna bass you up. You always gotta keep working, keep working, keep grinding. Cause you, it's just people are gonna get better, and, and you gotta keep getting better. And what what's what's not more rewarding than being able to like have some, do something that no one else have done, and then people looking at me, oh my gosh, that was incredible. And you're like, thank you. And that just being all the hard work you put into doing that, whether it's a certain mix or a certain drop of a song. Yeah. All right. Do you ever do mixes of songs and release them separately? Um, 
you know, a lot of I've seen a lot of musical artists in the last years actually being like more open to that. So like they'll have they'll release an album and then for the next sort of six to eight months after that album drops, they'll start trickling in remixes and then they'll release basically a, an album of mixes on their current songs. So have you ever done that and like worked out any deals with anyone? Oh, um, I'm I'm working on uh, get working on some more electronic music and more, get in more to producing. I wouldn't okay. be able to say like. Hey, I'm working with this certain artist quite yet, just because yeah. I'm not allowed to. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I've done a couple of different like remixes of songs that's already been done. Like I did this uh, "Party in the USA" song, um, and then it'd be like, "Throw my hands up, like yeah, like yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah." But like it went like okay. so it went moved to, it to yeah, TK. Usher. Oh yeah, okay, and it just flowed so well i put it up on one of the sites and it went third in the world as far oh. as like a, a remix for like about two and a half weeks and so I, I do stuff like that but at the same time like as far as the producing side it's just it, it's a big time commitment so i'm mm -hmm. like all right let me create one more clone i have clones of brandon so like I, I, oh yeah so like <laughs> i'm not the only one right okay. now. i got a couple other running around so i just need one more to kind of get into the producing mm -hmm. um, uh, aspect of it you know full you know full force but yeah. definitely already into it so i just yeah. need to really really need more time come on we'll get some more hours in the day okay yeah. well, that's good we'll do we'll have so, you on in the future to talk about cloning and all the science yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely well so you kind of mentioned the secrets out you kind of yeah. mentioned the producing and like doing the traveling dj but are there any other like big goals you have where you want to progress to or you know, I really love um, what I do now. Like, I mean, I, want, I definitely want my company Entertain to be in other states uh, as full, like, full-fledged, like, you know, whether it's Entertain Seattle, Entertain Atlanta, or, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, doing my first international gig next next year. Um, oh, cool. Doing a wedding out in Cabo. So that's pretty fun. excited wow. about that. Hey. So I would love to do more international stuff as well. Um, but I mean, I, I, as long as I get to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, I'm happy. I mean, it's a big passion of mine. I get to work with people on their best days, you know, where a lot of times in the past, you know, I would be working with, before I really got into DJ, I would be working with people on their worst days. So it's yeah. nice to switch that up. That's pretty, that's interesting. Uh, how does, this is kind of unrelated to all this, but in terms of the gear, because I do always want to touch on the gear. How does the gear research go in the DJ world? Is it a, a market sort of like where the gear is always changing and always upgrading? It is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like if it's any type of digital thing, it's like that or any type of technology. Well, I look, I know like mics, when we're looking at mics and things, they seem to move a little slower than like maybe cameras do, but cameras move so quick. So I'm wondering if like the speakers and the amps and the everything else changes so, as often. I would say mics definitely do move slower, but like, I put it this way. I bought a bunch of new lights, and then I went to this um, DJ conference out in Vegas in March, and they had this little showcase room, and I went up to the people that literally sold the same, like, same brand of lights, Chavez, and I talked to them about these lights, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you guys sold them like three, four months ago, and they're like, oh, man. Yeah, we don't even bother with those anymore. We're on these ones. Like, yo, those, those just came out like, like six <laughs> months before. That. Like, it, it's moving so fast. And once it's like, you know, having the new iPhone, it's like mm -hmm. there's always going to be something next and it's always going to be something better. And, you know, you, if you want to stay on top of it and always be innovative, like, you're not going to have any money because, like, at the same yeah. time, like, you, but um, it is cool. I'm a big 
like very techy, so I love trying to stay up with the latest and greatest gear, but at the same time, like it, it's almost impossible to always have the newest one when the next one's coming out the week after. Yeah. That's true. That's how I feel about cameras. <laughs> I find one that I really want, and then like a week later, the newer version's out. I'm like, yeah, well, you gotta you gotta hit that cycle. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do when I, I invest in my equipment. It's like, how often do I need to invest in a lens? Where's the best time? Because I look at a lot of it in computers. Like, there's a good time to invest in a video card. There's a good time to invest in a CPU, and it's not every generation. You know what I mean? So it's like, do you kind of look at it that way and determine what's gonna probably be the most like in terms of generation of a product? Like, what generation had the biggest increase in value, and then kind of like try to ride that wave for a bit. Yeah, I, I would definitely see new things come out that would be like, well, that's completely new. And then you'll see them do tweaks on it, and it's like mm -hmm. different versions. So whenever you get like a new release, they got these new things out that I actually haven't really got to play around with, but they're, they're wireless needles, or basically, instead of having needles that, you know, you would switch out and, you know, on your record and stuff, they, they stay put and it, they're not wireless, they're digital needles. And so I don't know how that concept works, but instead of having to buy needles all the time, now you just have one and it works just as if you were DJ on real records with actual needles. So okay. that thing is like, I'm seeing a lot more people are starting to use it. I'm still like kind of iffy about it, but like, I think if I got my hands on it, then it'd be like, okay, I'm a full ready go. Does it work with lasers? I wonder if it works similar to like a CD reader. Or something. I, I believe it does. Some type of technology that's in there that's able mm -hmm. to read everything and speak. Again, like with the controlled vinyl, that's a really cool technology because it's a record. It's you know it will go, and if you like eight minutes in, like it's in, like then it's not going to play anything. But like it's allowed to play all your songs on your computer. How's that technology work? I have no idea. I don't have no idea how it reads <laughs> from that signal from the record to the computer and then out to the speaker like but it works and it's I guess really cool if anyone knows let us know <laughs> yeah. yeah leave us a comment <laughs> if there's any like engineers I don't yeah, know yeah I, I would love to know that um, I mean definitely says you're back from carrying in crates and crates of records so yeah that'd be an interesting so do you take like a, a like a, a van or anything when you go to these shows with all this equipment how do you how do no, you pack it I down mean, again with the gear being so updated you know, speakers are so much smaller, but so much okay. louder than, you know, what they used to be. Lights, I mean, I have this one lighting setup that literally comes in a bag about this long and about that wide, and it it has laser on it, it has two parts, it has some strobes, it has like a couple of like moving wow. ones, and it takes me five minutes to set up, but it covers the whole room because the lights are so powerful in yeah. it. And it, so I just bring an SUV. I don't have to bring a van okay. or anything like that. Right on. That's good. Do all this without a grip truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bring a full-fledged tour bus to every shop. That's See, that's what I was hoping for. That's yeah. <laughs> as long as it's wrapped. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Vinyl wrapped bus. Um, let's see. Um, I have a question about, this isn't really pertain to anything particular, yeah. but is there any kind of book or anything that you've read um, that has influenced you, whether in life or business, that you would recommend? Excluding holy text. <laughs> I, uh, I really, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, is a really mm. good book. Um, it helped give me the mindset of, like, different philosophies and how people think and coming from different, you know, being raised a certain way and how to think out of the box. I can't remember the author on the top of my head, but honestly, that book, I read it about, 
six months before I started my actual company, and it helped really motivate me. And it was it was a very great one. I would highly recommend checking that out. That's good. We'll link it up in the description. So yeah. if anyone's like interested in checking it out, reading a chapter to an Amazon, it'll be down there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find it. We'll figure out that yeah, often for absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> the internet knows it all. Yeah, they do. I'm looking for this dissection of, of needle needle science. That's yeah. what I want. To yeah, out. yeah, definitely. If <laughs> I want to know how that technology works, so definitely let me know. All right, <laughs> cool. Has there been any movies that have influenced you? Straight out of Compton. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, movies in general captivate so much music. I mean, you can't have a good. A good movie without a great um, great soundtrack. Just a great soundtrack, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean I, I feel like there's not one in particular, but there's so many out there that are great. Um, the Get Down, it's a show on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen that, but that's a really cool way on how DJ started, how you, you know, start out in like Brooklyn where they took disco tracks and take the break from it, go back and forth the next thing another using two turntables. And you know, in the clubs and disco clubs, they, they were just using one and you know, play the whole record. And then that just just a break. That that was a really cool show. I like that one a lot. Okay. Shows you about how Grandmaster Flash started, one of the oh. most uh, influential, influential, excuse me, uh, DJs um, of our time, and kind of really, you know, how, he was a pioneer. You know, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. I don't know what else some more to talk about. We've pretty much like reached the end. Yeah, you know, okay. I mean, we've made it. Yeah, we're. I haven't even I finished mean, my coffee yet. <laughs> I know it's a quick show once you kind of get moving. You you already gave some good advice, but what is there like a particular quote or anything that you can think of to tell somebody who wants to either get in DJing or um, start their own company or something? or someone who wants to quit DJing? What would you? Say? <laughs> um. Yeah, I have. I have a couple quotes. So two, one being, um, this is for any entrepreneur. Um, Actually, these both quotes are going to be for any entrepreneur, but um, short-term sacrifices for long-term rewards. So a lot of people don't understand, like, yeah, they, they, they can't see the bigger picture. A lot of times they just see that paycheck or, like, you got, if you're going to be involved into a business, like, you got to put your blood, sweat, and tears, and you got to mm-hmm. work extremely hard, and it's going to suck, and at times you're going to be like, I got to quit. I can't do this anymore. You're just going to have to suck it up. And you're going to have to sacrifice because in the long term, that's when the rewards, and the rewards aren't coming three months from now, six months from now, but they're going to come three, four years from now. And the other quote uh, that I have is, uh, you can't do epic shit with simple people. So, um, I like whoa. that one. Yeah, I can, I can get down with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's one of my favorites. So. <laughs> who, who, who would, who's attributed to that? Who's the- you know, I, I came up with that one with uh, another friend. We were kind of just... Talking, kind of talking about like doing epic stuff together and kind He's of quoted yeah. yourself. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if we like full. On, I feel like I tweak that quote every you know a little bit here and there. So I guess it would be my quote. Right on. Well, you're you're definitely allowed to mix and master your own quote. Right. To your standard, you know. Throw in the mix, DJ. Right. Yeah. All right. Terminology. So. Sweet. Well, that was a great quote, though. I'm definitely gonna yeah tweet that <laughs> for sure. It's um, his though. You gotta attribute well, it to him. I'll, I'll tag him. All right, I like it. <laughs> Chief Party Starter Instagram. Let's do it. Speaking of which, we do gotta drop all of the, the, the socials before we back out of this yeah. program. Yeah. So I usually let Amanda take that part over. Oh well, you go ahead with yours first. Yo, so I'm big on Instagram. So if you're looking for my personal one, is Chief Party Starter. 
um, and then my company, Entertain, being Entertain Official. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Brandon Brolin. Um, again, my company, Entertain. You can find that on, not big on the tweeting, but um, I think after this podcast, I'll go ahead and lock down that chief party starter uh, <laughs> Twitter account too, so you at least have that. But Yeah, cool. cool. And then you can find ours on all of the things at the A to Z exchange. Yep, that'll do it. Cool. Ours and are easy. That's it, man. That was yeah. a great episode. Well, I had a yeah, lot sweet. Of fun. This is a, <laughs> Thank a good you. Time. Thanks need, for having me on. We need to have you on maybe in the future and, and see if we could do like a like a small, small performance. Yeah. Or like you could go over kind of like maybe how you create a beat or mix it, like you know, like that'd a five-minute long demo. I think that'd be pretty rad. That'd be dope. I would love that. I would have a lot of fun doing that. Okay. I'm, I'm big into trying to show, teach, and get it out there. So. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Well, see you next time. Woo. Awesome. See you guys. Yeah.